Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're rolling with Jason and John. And uh, this is, this is going to be a week. And uh, this is as real as, as I could possibly be. You know, we come on, we try to put on a good time, and we do have a good time, and we try to um, share, you know, the great moments. Um, but but as in life, there are hard moments um, as well. I'm, I'm here alone today. Obviously, Brad's here producing, but Jason is not here with me today, and he will not be with me uh, for the rest of the week. Um, if you have... If you follow him on on Instagram, if you are friends with him on Facebook, uh, he posted yesterday um, about his mom, who is uh, in in failing health, and he has since uh, left Memphis. Uh, she lives in Charlotte. Uh, he has since left Memphis to to go be with his mother, um, as he should, and as I encouraged him to do. I said, "Don't even think about Brad as well. Don't even think about." Uh, trying to do this show, um, don't even worry about it. We got it, man. Go be with your mom um, because that's the most important thing. Um, and so that is where Jason is. Um, you know, you you do a show with somebody every single day. Um and 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 it really is amazing you know you you feel their pain you know and it's not my pain to feel but you know uh knowing what uh he is feeling today and going through um it, it makes it it makes it hard for me to focus i wish i could i could be there for him you know we talk every day you know it's it's uh you know some people will will do a a show and they'll sort of you know, they'll go their separate ways. Uh, but Jason and I are uh, as close as you could possibly be. And I, I do. I consider him a, a brother. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a cliche way. I really do. Um, and so I'm going to I'm going to hold this down. I'm going to hold the show down and I'm going to I'm going to battle through it for him. Um, but but please uh, send him uh, some thoughts. Um Send him an encouraging word, whether it's, you know, social media or, or, or Twitter or Facebook or what have you, uh, because I know he would like to hear that right now. Um, 
and just lift him up uh, and his family up and um, and, and please pray. Um, so anyway, that's the because uh, I know yeah people are gonna you know where's Jason yeah. right? Uh, that's where Jason is this week. So uh, I am I am here. Brad is here. We're gonna do the very best we can, uh, but certainly um, our minds and our hearts are are elsewhere uh, today for for a brother who is um, going through. Just a, a, a very difficult time. So, Jason, man, we love you. Uh, we're thinking about you, and uh, we're, we're here for you. We're here for you. Uh, here's what we're going to do on the show today. Uh, 1125, Jessica Benson is going to join us, and we will talk to her about everything that happened yesterday uh, at Grizzlies Media Day. Uh, and so we'll get her thoughts on Derrick Rose, uh, what he said. He seemed to be the star of Media Day, so we'll talk to her about that. Uh, other things, Stephen Adams, uh, encouraging news there. So we'll get into all of that with her. As Grizz, uh, I mean, we're we're gearing up here. What is preseason starts pretty Sunday, soon? Yeah. Sunday. We have the first preseason game at seven o'clock against the Pacers on Sunday. How about that, yeah. man? It is it is here, brother. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, we right. We, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, this this seems like our first normal back to normal long off season. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like we get a month of football and then you get into basketball. Exactly. So uh, we'll get into all of that. With Jessica Benson uh, at eleven twenty-five, twelve twenty-five, we are going to be joined by Rain Palmer. Nice, Rostradamus. I finally nailed it. It took me a while. It took you me a few, a few appearances, yeah. you know, because it just sort of you want to say, you know, Rostradamus. That's sure. not the right way to say it. Rostradamus is going to join us. We'll talk to him about the NBA. He he is an NBA junkie at heart, so we'll get his thoughts on all of the moves uh, that have gone down, uh, specifically in the Eastern Conference. The last couple of weeks, uh, get his thoughts on the Grizzlies, get his thoughts on the Lakers, all those things and more uh, with Raheem at 1225. Then at 125, Trista Crick's going to join us. You know her, you love her from BetMGM tonight. She joins us every Tuesday. We'll talk to her about the NFL, uh, the NBA, the Grizzlies, same thing, same same sort of topics. Uh, so that is the show today. You know, it, it's a little, uh, man, you know, it's it is hard. I'm thinking of our guy today. Um, it is hard. Since I'm here with you, I want to add my uh, respects to Jason and what he's going through because it's like having a brother here in studio every day, and they're going through it. You feel it with them, and that's right. Um, it it also throws the show in a different direction in a way because we lean on Jason and, and you no guys. Doubt. You guys are a team. Yep. And uh, so I'm here for you, man. Is the best I can do. Um, and we're thinking of. I know Jason's probably not listening to this. He's uh, you know, doing other things, which he should be, and focused on those things. But we're thinking of him. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's you know you can't you you just can't psychologically no. you know prepare. No, you know what I mean. Um, it just and that's the, you know that's the. And Jason's a family man. Oh, you know? uh, there's no question. Yep. You know that's the that is the um, the 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 beauty and and the simultaneous cruelty of life is how how fast how instant it can change yeah. everything. Um, you know, you're just going through life, and then boom, one day it it, it changes. And that is the um, that is the the gravity uh, of the life that we live. It is a uh, you know it 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 is part of it. Um, yes. You know, I just it's just I I can't do anything right. I mean, I'm uh, he's he's in Charlotte. I can't right. I can't do anything anyway. But I, you know, I wish I could be there with him because I I know. Um, I know he needs it. Yeah, so, for real. But um, just just praying for for, mm-hmm. for he and his family's strength uh, during this 
very difficult time. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little thing we call over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over. Over. Under. Under. All right. Let's um... – I guess the Grizzlies is really the big topic of the day because we're coming off of uh, Media Day yesterday, which we covered on 92.9. The win total, and I, I guess this is the official win total. I know you you look these things up. Wins for the Grizzlies this season. The number listed, 45 and a half wins. Over, under. That is correct. That is the number that is set uh, by my friend specifically uh, at Superbook Sports. Um, so, uh, okay. look, the only way... Uh, I, I, I would play this. I mean, if you're telling me that Steven Adams is, is going to be ready to go, which is w- what the indication seems to be, um, Ja's only missing 25. They they made some moves at the margins to, you know, offset that 25-game loss there. Um, I would I would have to play this over. Um, I, I think there is a little bit of – you know, in an NBA season, right, it's very um, – it's very tight, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's not, yeah. it's not like we're talking about most likely the Grizzlies winning 55 games. Here. Right. You know, can they, it, it's, do you think they can get to like 48 to 50? Sure. And I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is absolutely yes. Are um, they out of the play-in, you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they shouldn't be a play-in team. Okay. I mean, the West is not, you know, every team has its own set of questions. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, like for me, if you just sort of want to work down the list, Clippers, health, yeah. Pelicans, health. For sure. Kings, like, are they going to, uh, you know, can they do that again? I mean, maybe they can. I I just think it's hard to, you know, unless you're really that team, it's hard to do that year in and year out. Um, You know, Mavs, Kyrie Irving. Like you have Kyrie Irving, you mm-hmm. know, I, it, it, it could be it could be great and it could be an absolute disaster. Like Phoenix he, looks good. I mean, I was looking yeah, at that threesome they got. Yeah, I mean, look, you you sort of count. Um, you know, in terms of the teams that you can trust in the mm-hmm. West, you sort of count the Lakers, the Nuggets, the the Suns, uh, and and maybe the Warriors. Yeah. Although I'm less convinced of that in the regular season, so I do think there are going to be opportunities for the Grizzlies here to stack up some wins, even in a very difficult Western Conference. Um, so I, I would I would take the over here. Um, like I saw just what we were talking about, Kyrie Irving. I saw yesterday. Yeah. You know, everybody does those back to school media day things. Yeah. Where his he said his hometown was like Melbourne, Australia. His, where he's like calls his current like, residence. like birthplace. Yeah, oh, here like, we go. He's not. Is he doing stuff already that's weird. Is he Australian? I he was born Australian. in Melbourne, Australia. Really? Yeah, oh, I had no idea. Okay. I thought, I thought, I thought he was capping on us. There. I thought he was just being like planetary, you know, like I mean, oh, I'm, I'm from the land down under. Like, <laughs> no, he was actually born in Australia. I truly funny. had no idea. I didn't either. His parents were expats, and they had apparently relocated to uh, to. <laughs> My bad, Kyrie. My fault, dog. <laughs> he uh, he did relocate to the United yeah. States when he was two years old, but okay. he was born in Australia. My bad, dog. Didn't he, he thought the world was flat, right? I think he still is that, thinks is that. Is that an Australian I thing? I don't know. I don't think it's an Australian thing. I think that's a, a Kyrie Irving, a not of this world <laughs> okay. thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, look. So so based on all of those things, uh, I, I do I do think there is uh, plenty of a runway for the Grizzlies to get to forty six here, um, and I would bet that. I, I think okay. that's a good number. I think it's a fair number. Again, you're telling me that uh, Stephen Adams is playing. You know, Desmond Bain is in a position to take another leap. He's yeah. ready to go. Um, and then by the time, like, Josh practicing, right, he's going to be around the team. So yeah, it's, it's not, not going to be 
some situation where he's like, you know, out of basketball for, you know, X number of, of, of months, he's around the team. And so it really should not be that much of an adjustment uh, on the back end. So I, I'll, I'll take the over here and I'll feel pretty good about it on these Memphis Grizzlies. All right, let's jump over to the NFL. We saw a blowout last night, by the way. That was uh, disgusting. <laughs> Uh, I, I watched the Manning cast. That was pretty fun. They had yes. Will Farrell on. But yes. um, before we get to the Giants, let's talk about the Titans. They play, uh, well, they got the Colts this Sunday at, uh, at noon. Um, luckily, I don't think those games are on Fox. I didn't get the Fox game, by the way, this week because there's still a Comcast strike going on. Yep. Like in order to see the Colorado game on Saturday on Fox, I had to watch Fox Deportes. So Ouch. I could. So I'm listening to the Spanish. Well, at least you get the Deportes. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, but the Titans play the Colts this weekend. Uh, margin of victory or margin of defeat rather for the Titans this week. Uh, our line Smith sets it at one point over under. Yeah, weird one here uh, because it has it has gone sort of back and forth. It was one and a half earlier this morning. It's gotten bet to a pick at a lot of spots. Uh, plus one at some. I'm on one-and-a-half Titans here, uh, so I think the answer is under. I think this is a win for the Titans. I think it's impossible to win a game like the one they did this past weekend against the Bengals yeah. um, and, and look as dominant as they did defensively. I know Joe Burrow was hurt. I know that that, that Bengals team is, is not itself. Um, but I think it's impossible to win a game like that and not build on it, you know? I, and, I, and I think that – I think that this is a this is a, like maybe with a young team, right? Like maybe if it was, you know, like the other team that that the Titans are playing, the team across from them, right? Like if they had, you know, beaten the the Ravens or something last week, I could see where maybe there's a letdown. I just don't think that this Titans team with the veterans that they've got, they found something again, yeah. rediscovered Derrick Henry. I think he had 120 yards and a touchdown. I'll say this: like if you're if you're just sort of plotting the the quarterbacks in this past draft. Anthony Richardson is 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 top two. He's yeah. probably number two. He's right there behind Stroud. He is he made some incredible throws last week against the Rams. Um, but I just I, I just feel like this is a spot where, you know, the Titans lean on their experience. You know, they've been in games like this before a lot. Yeah. Um and and they're pretty healthy. You know, I think that's the big key here. A lot of times like the Titans are sort of you know, limping into these type of games. I mean, they've got pretty much everybody. Derrick Henry's healthy, Tannehill's healthy, Hopkins is healthy. So I just think um, you know, this is just one of those quintessential Titans games. Yep. You know, it's one of those Titans spots where it's it could go either way. You're probably a slight underdog. Um, and I'll be honest, that's when I am most interested in getting involved with them. Um Vrabel is just Oh, he's a winner. I man. mean, he's he's one of the best in the league he's at a it. Winner um, uh, uh, of getting his teams ready. I yep. mean, you know, look, you're limited. I mean, there's just <laughs> yeah. The, the, Tannehill is what he is at this point. But I think they've you've been doing it for so long with this group, you know, that you've yeah. learned how to win. Yeah, you just you just you and, and you know what you have to do, and you know what it's not gonna what it is and what it's not gonna look like. Um, and so based on those factors, I'm I'm gonna take the Titans to get this done. Um, I, I think they probably look out at the division and feel like it's gettable. I mean, yes, the, the Jaguars did win in London, um, but they've got the Bills this weekend also in London. They, just, they just live in London apparently now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cartoon games. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would, uh, I would think that the Titans come into this game very focused um, and, 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 you know, better defensively I would say for sure. Yeah. I would probably even give them a slight edge offensively. Um, so, look, it's a road game. It's a divisional game. It's very difficult to win in these kinds of environments, but there's probably no team in the NFL that has done it in their division more than, this, than these Titans. So 
I've already bet them. Uh, I've got I've got, got him at, Titans. Right? I've got plus one yeah. and a half on the Titans. I think they win straight up. I don't think I'm going to need that point. No, but I do think uh, Vrabel's going to have these guys ready to go, and I think they get the dub and get out of Indianapolis with a big win for their franchise. I like your bet. That's what I would bet if I were uh, putting money on this game. I mean, I, that division surprises the hell out of me because the Jaguars just do not have it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, there it's possible because I watched. I watched the majority. I mean, I watched all of it. Yeah. I didn't watch the Toy Story version, but I watched the. Uh, <laughs> we, we gave it a shot. Yeah, I watched the Army Men for a little bit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think there were some things that um, looked more like normal with yeah. them, but they're just they're just a tad bit more conservative this year, and I don't know if that's something that will change over the course of a seventeen game season. Like, I, I've made this point before, but I loved getting involved with the Jaguars at the end of last year because they were just so. They were playing with such a freedom. Yeah, flu- they were and, lucky. And it's hard to quantify that exactly. Like, yeah. what does that mean? It just means you're letting the quarterback rip it, basically, right. to yeah. me. You know what I'm Nothing saying? Like, yeah. It looks a little bit more like they expect to win the division now. Yep. And so they, 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 they sort of play a little bit less aggressively, yep. you know? Like, it's just like find a way as opposed to yep. make a way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... That's where I like them best. I think they're at their absolute best when they're just letting Trevor Lawrence get loose. And he got a little loose this past weekend, but letting him get loose and those receivers making plays. Because I, I am a little different with Jason here. I don't think they have a true number one, but I think if you have enough number twos, that constitutes a one. Yeah. There's enough pass catchers in that offense to where they should they should be really good. Uh, they haven't thus far, although I think that Atlanta defense is pretty good. So that being the case, I think the Titans look at this opportunity – uh, this Sunday as a must-win uh, yeah. for the division. And again, it's there. It's gettable. So in order to do that, uh, I think they have to win this game. So give me the Titans in a back. It's not even. It's not a back against a wall spot. No, no. But it could quickly evolve into that if you don't win on Sunday. No, but so, if you win it, I mean, you you capture a lot of what you need in that right. division, man. That's exactly right. You have a good lead. You have a good yeah. sort of uh, head start there. So uh, I am going to roll with uh, my Titans. All right. My Titans. This Sunday. Uh, I'm with you. Let's go to, uh, the first of all, the game last night. Uh, it was a strange game. You had Jamal Adams getting popped in the first quarter, and then he gets into an argument on the sideline with the concussion protocol yes. guy, which, yes. I mean, he was yelling at him visibly on the sidelines. And then, uh, you know, Geno Smith looked good. The defense for Seattle is back and awesome. Um, and the Giants look miserable. So, uh, this weekend for offensive line, uh, offensive lines worse than the Giants in the NFL. Are there any? I'll put the line at .5 in, in terms of other offensive lines that are worse than the Giants in the NFL. Over. Under. .5. Are there any, is there anybody worse than the Giants? No. None. Not that one. Not that offensive line that it was we saw rough. last night. Now, Daniel Jones didn't do himself any favors when he got out of the pocket. No, I, look, I, 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 as always, there are multiple uh, things to, to, to point to. Uh, the first and foremost, though, is, is that offensive That's line. Right. I mean, yeah. I've never seen an NFL quarterback not even be able to step up in the pocket without a defender being in his face that consistently. Right. I mean, it was – I mean, it, well – I guess I shouldn't say that. I saw it week one against the Cowboys yeah. with the Giants. 
saw it like at three the weeks ago. Beat, yeah. yeah, like it looked to me like a carbon copy of that game in terms of the pressure that uh, the, this. And, and and by the way, I mean that's the Cowboys. Seahawks have like one guy yeah. and Jaron Reed. The rest of it's just like whatever. Uh, but it didn't matter. I mean, they looked just like the Cowboys. Um, you started to feel bad a little bit for <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jones. Like, damn, man. Like, mm. are they letting you get sacked? Like, is this like a Detroit lot, like a Leon Lett situation? <laughs> um, maybe it wasn't Leon Lett. I can't remember the, the guy's name, but there was a there was a Detroit Lions offensive lineman that let his quarterback get sacked. Oh, wow. sure. uh, but uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there is an, a worse offensive line. Uh, he had no time to throw. I can't put that on Daniel Jones because I don't think there's any quarterback who could thrive in that situation. I don't think, you know, you pick. Is it in Mahomes? Yeah. I mean, you know, th- people forget this because they've won a Super Bowl since and they've been great since, but Patrick Mahomes had offensive line problems in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers, and yep. they got they got killed. That was it. I mean, he couldn't he – could, he didn't have any time to throw – uh, he was having. He was. He was always flushed out of the pocket. Yep. They didn't have time, and they got. And they got crushed. You know, any NFL quarterback is going to look bad when he doesn't have time. It's right. just that simple. Um, Burrow still probably suffers from some of this. Yeah, I mean, Burrow. Burrow probably should have gone to the Super Bowl last year, yeah. but his offensive line stunk. Yeah, and he was constantly on the ground with Chris Jones and and all those guys in the AFC title game. So, look, Daniel Jones made a horrible read on that on that uh, on that pick six. There's no doubt about that. But you're not giving this guy any time. I thought in the first quarter it was the only time I thought the Giants had a chance to win. Um, he had he had like three or four seconds to throw, yeah. and that was like when they were actually moving the ball. Dude must have felt like Tom Brady when he had three seconds in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, he must have really felt like yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm goaded. Here we go. I actually I'm don't think stunt. he's a bad quarterback. Yeah. I think he just has a horrible, uh, the worst offensive line yeah. in the NFL, especially with with their starting left tackle out. So yeah, uh, as of right now, I would say there are no. Offensive lines in the NFL that are worse than what the Giants showed last night. And by the way, just real quick note on this: like that score looked lopsided. It was really not that big of a gap. Yeah. Because the 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 the, the pick six is seven, right? That's true. Bad read. Yep. Uh, which that goes on Daniel Jones. The fumble from Daniel Jones, right? Which set the Seattle Seahawks up at the ten yard line. Yeah. Hey, all you got to do is throw the ball. I want to fade route to DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. That's seven. So that's fourteen of their twenty four right yeah. there. Yep. I mean, so really, you're only talking about. One uh, the the one touchdown they gave up, which was um, Fant, yep. right? It was, it was, but I mean, see, Seahawks. Look, the offense looks good though, too. I mean, like that team looks for real. Now they're you know that division. I don't think they're the best in that division, but they're good. I think the Seahawks are not nearly as like twenty four to three is going to look the a Giants certain way. Is what you got going on there? Yeah, I mean, they were beneficiaries of some really stupid yeah. stuff, um, and every team they play is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just the, it's just the facts of it. So, yeah. um, look, they took advantage. Give them credit on the road. Sure. That's not easy to do, especially coast to coast. But I, I think that was way more about how bad the Giants are right. than how good the Seahawks are. They set them up. They gave them basically two touchdowns. So, we really, if we're talking about what the score should be, yeah. ten to three. You know, I mean, the, yeah. the 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 ineptitude of that Giants offense is, uh, yeah, that's that's sad. The good news for Jeffrey, they're going to have a very high draft pick, and that's the only thing that matters at this point for them, right? Yeah, I think I, so. I mean, Brian Dable getting that he's team a G- to the playoffs. I do, th- I do last think year. he's he's amazing at coaching. I think he's very good. Yeah, I do I think mean, he's very good. And then Daniel Jones just kind of um, shrugged them off yesterday, right? Yep. Like yep. he was trying to show him, hey, and then. So I get it, man. He's frustrated. Yeah. He's got a quarterback that makes a lot of mistakes, um, and um, he's forcing it. He's, he's getting paid a lot of money, and he's making bad decisions. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty bad night, uh, yep. no question for the Giants. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna take a break. Yep. We're gonna come back, talk to Jessica Benson, get her thoughts on media day, 
uh, the Grizzlies, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, somebody had to be the first, the first victim of the Germantown water bugs, and uh, I think there's no better candidate than our next guest, Jessica Benson. Catch on the Jessica Benson Show. CJ Hurt, Catcher on Grizz Radio Network, joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. Hello, friend. Hello, buddy. What did you say I was a victim of? The Germantown water bugs. Don't forget. You might want to check. You might want to check your app, pal. Because I just got water off the. I, I, I just got off the Schneid against Thick Tuas. <laughs> Are you in so many leagues that you just don't even know? <laughs> yes, I am. In- I'm in five fantasy football leagues where I am the actual manager. And then I had a friend who wanted to learn how to play fantasy football this year. And it started with me just trying to, like, help her from afar, like a gentle handhold. But now I essentially manage her league as well. So that's six. So I apologize for not, uh, not understanding your team name as the Germantown Waterbugs. But congrats on the win this week, buddy. Yeah, no, I needed it. There's no doubt about it. It was a little sweeter, obviously. Since it came against you, um, yeah, I will say in terms of the the the, the bandwidth, I, you know, I always tell myself I'm, like, I'm not gonna. I hate fancy football, really. I've I've, I've learned to hate it uh, because yeah. it's, it's it's like it's it's very hard uh, for me. Like it's just like the season long thing. It's a total crapshoot. And then you like when you're in five, because like you just have friends, right? Like your friends, are like hey, you want to yeah. do this? You want to do this? And you're like, all right, fine. You don't want to be the person that's like, I can't join your fan. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, oh, you take yourself real seriously. I'm only gonna play in three <laughs> leagues. But then you like look up and I don't even know who I have, what I want, what I need. You know, it's well, it's, and then your teams like like last night, for example, I needed Matt Breida to score like 35 to win one league, but I couldn't have him score 38 or I would lose another league. And then you just get into right. the stupidness of that. So I also was so exhausted from Grizzlies media day and that giant Seahawks game was such trash. I was asleep at halftime. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Anyway, uh, handed you that L and then you had to 
come on my show to address it. I don't even it. know your team name, but disrespect. Well, well, let me tell you something, buddy. You do now, okay? <laughs> I sure do. Were, yeah. were there water bugs in Germantown? I'm confused on well, the, no, the creation uh, of this name. The, well, remember the whole Germantown water thing? I do remember that. Yeah, so we're, that was just like well, that was like my best. That was like my best play on that. You know, like I don't. Okay. I don't know. Like what else? What would you say? The Germantown wave. The Germantown I don't plumbing. I don't know. Like it was like the. <laughs> I just felt like that was the best I could. There were no bugs, so that. But but that's like the mascot. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I could. I, I see what you're going with. I, I could have gone like the Germantown like uh, a, a diesel. I don't know, bro. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was. It, it's one of those things. Uh, last it's year, okay. it was, you win some. You win some. You lose some when you create fantasy football. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not it's so right. sure. I'm not so sure. I'm ready to call it an L. I mean, I think that you know that's sort of your position. Last year, it was uh, Wanda's Jamaica trips. Uh, that was I, a good one. I remember <laughs> that being one of the better local team names. <laughs> As somebody who was desperately trying to get their license plates renewed last year around fantasy football time, uh, that one hit close to home. Yeah, so. I, always, I always try to I always try to do the uh, you know the local Memphis news you know little angle there, and 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 perhaps this was a swing and a miss. The beauty of it is we'll have all year next year to uh, to remedy it. Okay, uh, media day was yesterday, as you mentioned, you were exhausted. Was it just the the zen from from D Rose that was overwhelming you? <laughs> It was great. Um, I was able to, and for people who listen to your wonderful radio station, I just, you know, I'm the home of the Grizzlies. Um, for our pregame shows, we do something called Grizz Files, which are essentially little player profiles that run in the pregame shows throughout the year. And for the first time, we decided to just knock them out all on media day, as opposed to me chasing down our, our wonderful PR team throughout the year and trying to get them done once the season picks up. And so, we did our, our Grind City Media Media Day show, and my portion of it ended around 12.30. And from that point forward, I had like 13 straight Grizzlies, Grizz files to do. Didn't stop talking for the next six hours, but it was such a reminder of there's so many wonderful personalities on this team. I think it's so – many things stood out from yesterday, and we'll get into like the newsiness of it, but just the, the general macro level of it. There's such a, a misunderstanding of like who the Grizzlies are. I think the national reputation sometimes has shifted into a very different space from what we actually experience here in Memphis. And some of that is from like the bravado of the team. And I understand how some people just hate fun and don't like the, the off-the-court antics and whatnot. But these guys are so open. And they each have such interesting stories that, that brought them to Memphis. And each of them going into this season – um, are so eager to try to help be the piece that takes this team uh, past the point of just finishing, you know, with a second in the West record in the regular season and, and really make the effort of being a contender in the Western Conference. And uh, there's not a single bad interview. I'm, I can authentically, I'm not, no smoke. There is not a bad interview on this team, top to bottom. And it was great to talk to to just about everyone yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sort of feel like, uh, and I, you know, I I thought from what we heard yesterday, you know, it's, I just I like I like the path that the Grizzlies have taken. You know, it almost feels like you know teams at at their you know development stage, maturation stage, whatever you want to say, they almost always have to have that disappointing, underachieving, humbling year. Like we we sort of jokingly referred to last year on the show as the great humbling for the Memphis Grizzlies for a variety right. of reasons. Um, and it just feels like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what what it looks like on the court. I I, I I'm pretty optimistic, 
but it just feels like, and I'm just curious as someone who was listening to all these guys talk yesterday, it, does it feel like we're going to look back at last year as sort of that that critical juncture that those guys had to go through to ultimately get to that next stage, that next phase for this group? Yeah, I think absolutely. And it's always easy to come. And I shouldn't say it's always easy. You hope that you're coming out of media day with a sense of this team has a purpose. This team is built to get past those ghosts of season past and to wash the bad taste of a 40-point loss to the Lakers in the first round last year. And it's not just about the players. I think you got just as much of a sense of accountability and maturation from head coach Taylor Jenkins, from Zach Kleiman, and the understanding of the front office on the moves that were necessary uh, to reconstruct from last year's roster into this year, most notably, as, as all of us have seen with the additions of Marcus Smart and Derek Rose and having that veteran presence back in this locker room with a group of uh, still primarily younger players. I think the thing that stood out too, like younger players start to get older. Like these guys are, they're experienced. They're seasoned basketball players from Jaron to Desmond Bain, John Morant, when he comes back after the 25 games sits in that space, but everyone's another year older. Uh, you had Santi Aldama who got engaged this off season. Desmond Bain is talking about having, you know, his, his, Son and being a dad this off season, and there's just a general sense of like, oh, they're all they're all growing up, and and baked within that is this notion of okay, we've we've seen what happens when things go awry, we have felt the disappointment of a season that we felt ended too too quickly, and now we're ready to get back to work, and and I do think Marcus Smart and Derek Rose, like they just so seamlessly fit into the the energy, the for lack of a better word, culture of it all, that it just felt like they they'd been around forever when we talked to him yesterday. We're talking to Jessica Benson uh, of Grind City Media, catch on the Grizz Radio Network as well. Uh, as, as someone who is, you know, a house sitter, uh, a dog walker yeah. <laughs> slash dog sitter, I know that Derek Rose said he's not here to babysit Ja. Is, ah. is your assessment of Derek, though, that he would make for a good babysitter? Interesting. Yes. Um, I thought Derek Rose was remarkably thoughtful yesterday. And I am not somebody who was here in – 2008, my understanding of the Memphis Tigers in 2008 was from an uh, outside perspective as someone living in Colorado at the time. Uh, but I obviously knew who Derek Rose was and, and followed his tenure with the Grizzlies and, and having lived here in Memphis, just understanding uh, the arc of that story. And, and seeing him with Memphis across his chest yesterday, like even I got a little emotional with it. But also understanding like if I had been you know, a media member in Memphis back in 2008, um, I would have encountered a, a much more soft-spoken Derek Rose, a quiet Derek Rose. And yesterday I thought he was just so prepared to not just answer any and all questions that came his way, but like to be on the affront with it too, to bring up things from his past on his own and say, look, like I've gone through adversity X, Y, Z, and that's what has led me to this kind of like divine circle moment back to the city of Memphis where I'm in a space where one – like my biggest takeaway was he like truly believes there's still something in the tank. Like he's here to contribute from a basketball sense, but also the maturity standpoint and being somebody who, while maybe not a babysitter provides the necessary perspective of a grown up, And, and that's part of going through life and, and figuring things out along the way. Mm-hmm. And so I always think like the word babysitter is always a little icky to me when we're talking about adults period, because right. we're all functioning adults. Um, but I understand where that can, you know, sit in a place of, Oh, got to look out for him and oh we've been looking for these these veterans ultimately like this is a a jaw thing he's going to take care of him and his and it's going to be up to him 
to take care of, of that side of his career from this point forward. But I certainly think it is nice having those voices like a Derrick Rose and a Marcus Smart who can help facilitate some of the just necessary growth of going through life. And I do think Derrick Rose would probably be a great dog sitter. Yeah, like I, 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 I know that uh, the Grizzlies and, and, and D. Rose have been a little sensitive to that. I, I, I know, like, I don't think that Derrick Rose was brought in here to quote-unquote babe. Like, that's not the word I would use. But I do think it's very critical and vital to have people in your workplace that you respect. Um, yeah. And not necessarily like you don't have to look up to them, you know, like you don't have to like, oh, my gosh, I just want to be. But but people that, you know, maybe have have, have had experience um, and, and, and that can give you advice, you know, and, and I do think that is something that for Josh specifically, he really has not ever had, you know, like the closest he had to it was Jay Crowder. And right. I thought that was like that was a huge thing for him to have, a huge asset for for Josh to have. And once, you know. Jay Crowder was gone, you know, you just sort of, it felt like that was missing. So I, I do think that two things can be true. Like we didn't bring Derrick Rose in here to, um, you know, to like basically look after Ja at all hours of the night. Like he's not our, uh, you know, whatever. He's not our Ja watcher. But at the same, <laughs> at the same time though, you do realize that there is a huge benefit to all the things that Derrick has been through in his life that can just help Ja as a player and as a man, you know, in a way that, like, Taylor Jenkins just can't. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think it's going to be a huge advantage for Ja in his life. Oh, uh, absolutely. And someone who's had it here. Like, at one point in Derrick Rose's life, he was the biggest thing in the city of Memphis. That's right. And John Morant is the biggest thing in the city of Memphis. And knowing how to navigate this particular space, like, that's a very unique perspective that Derrick Rose brings into the equation. And so I'm with you. I mean, I think, you know, it's all about finding, you can't just find an older veteran player and be like, all right, here, right. be an old person. Be an exactly. Old like, help that that, that jaw is going to like listen to yeah. and admire. Exactly. And like, you also don't want, and I think Derrick Rose will, part of the reason why you, you fight against the, the term of babysitter and, and that notion is like, you don't want to be a narc either. Like you just right, want Derek Rose right. to be able to be a teammate and maybe like a shoulder to lean on or like an ear to speak to if you're yes. trying to run something by. And sometimes we all need advice. We all look to in, in our places of employment, like, Hey, I would really love your advice on this particular instant. You have been through something yep. like this. Maybe yep. you can help me navigate this uh, particular problem that I'm dealing with. Um, and I think Derek Rose is just like very specifically equipped to come into this Grizzlies locker room. And for him, I think it's wonderful because he gets to join a winning team. When I, I was able to talk to him throughout our, our Grizz Files interview that will air throughout the season, and he said that was a big piece of this for him. Like mm-hmm. He wanted to play with winners, and he sees this group – and as someone who has played a lot of basketball in his career, he legitimately sees this group and this team as a winning basketball team. He thinks he can be a part of helping them achieve their greatest goals. No doubt. And, and I know we're sort of belaboring the point here, but, like, I mean, just apply it to, like, your own work life, you know. Right. I mean, I'm sort of talking to you, the audience here, like myself. If I have a problem, just anecdotally here, right, if I have a problem here at 92.9 and I'm having, like, uh, some issues with – you know, whether I'm going back and forth with Brad or my GM or whatever, I'm going to be more inclined to go to, for example, Jeff. 
as as opposed to Jeffrey. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Jeff's just older. You know, he's a little bit more experienced, a little wiser. You know, like and and I would expect the same, vice versa. You know, and so like I think that is that's the key here is that you know you get yourself in situations. Let me let me just run it up the the flagpole here of my man D Rose, and he can he can tell me how should I respond and how should I react to a situation, whether it's on the court, off the court, whatever. I think it's going to pay off in dividends. I know what a oh, yeah. I know what a once step. Boy, go ahead. One so, quick, like once upon a time, I was a really young manager. Like my first television market, I randomly got promoted to sports director, and I didn't know what to do with that. Like I was too young. I was I was not in a position where I could give out that kind of advice. Now, like with ten years of experience behind me. It's an entirely different story. Exactly. So it definitely applies real-world, basketball world, whatever. It, it, it truly does. I know what a step looks like for Jaron. That's going to be more rebounding. I know what a step looks like for John Morant. That means no Instagram Live. What does a step for Desmond Bain look like um, in sort of his own trajectory here? Well, I think one comes down to these first 25 games without Ja. Like, are we getting a 25-5-5 and a night? Uh, from Desmond Bain, where he is really putting the the offense on his back and being the leader on the team, obviously working in tandem with Marcus Smart, but taking that comfortability that we saw with him being able to play more on the ball, creating for himself, creating for others. Um, but then I think the the biggest thing for Desmond Bain is like he is built to be a vocal leader. So yes, you add D Rose. Yes, you add Marcus Smart for those reasons. But like Desmond Bain is poised now to lead this locker room and for this team to become as, as much his as anybody else's. And so I think just seeing how he kind of situates himself as, as being one of the, the louder guys on the team, as being someone who is eager uh, to be a leader within this organization, that's the next step for him. And, and I hope by, you know, by February we're having legitimate conversations about Desmond Bain having the potential to be a first-time All-Star. Uh, being an All-Star guard in the West is ridiculously hard. I am constantly reminded that Jamal Murray hasn't been an All-Star yet. Uh, but I think Desmond Bain is, is situated pretty nicely, especially without John Morant for the first 25 games of the season, to get some big numbers going early on. Hey, you're the best. Um, real quick before we get you out of here, um, what do you like? There are some people I've seen that really lament Taylor Swift's presence uh, <laughs> at, at NFL games. I don't know why it bothers people, uh, but there are also people who say that this is a gateway potentially to an entire new group of fans, namely young women um, who are interested yeah. sort of in, you know, the game of NF, you know football in a way that they weren't before. Do you think that's real or do you think this is just something that will come and go with Taylor and, and Travis's relationship? I do think it's real. I think there, like there has to be a realistic understanding of a hundred percent of the fans who are watching the NFL <laughs> for the sake of Taylor Swift are not going to stick around post. And I'm not trying to end Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship mm-hmm. too soon. Although I have many a conspiracy theories, but I also support it. But it's, it's so funny as somebody who loves football and somebody who, I am not a Swifty, but I have great respect for Taylor Swift as a businesswoman, as someone who has uh, created an empire for herself within her particular industry. Um, I will get to a point, this is my cycle. I get sick of all the Taylor Swift content in the football space. I see mostly men complain about Taylor Swift in the football space. And then I come back around and I say, please give me more Taylor Swift to combat these men who are incredibly sensitive about having 
new fans and Taylor Swift taking over their, their safe space of football. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. I think ultimately, you know, we actually talked about this on my show this morning. Like, could we have alternative broadcasts in the future that are more designed for new football fans? And does that help maybe some women out there who just didn't grow up on football, haven't been around the sport as much, mm-hmm. who would like a, an educational tool? Like, we, we had the Toy Story broadcast from this weekend, the, the Andy's Room with <laughs> the London game, which is more aimed towards children. But is there room somewhere, and I'm not saying make it a Swifty broadcast because I think that could be overkilled real soon, yeah. um, but where there is a space that like slows things down and allows for women to feel more like engaged and, and helped along where they can understand the sport in better ways. I would like to view this as a window towards that. Like, How do we take this moment in pop culture time and then span it into allowing women to feel more connected to the sport of football? I do think like the, you know, the more I sort of marinate on it there's really nothing in this for taylor other than the just the 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 true pursuit of love and 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 there's a lot that's in it for travis that i think you know i worry a little bit for taylor's sake that uh he could be trying to take advantage of i I mean maybe that i hope that's not i know you probably feel like every week i come on here and say something misogynistic i don't mean that but i in, in that way at least but like I could see, I think he's smart enough to know I could get a, uh, you know, Instagram following out of this. I can get you know more reach out of this, marketing out of this. Like his football career is coming to an end, you know. So I just yeah. I worry a little bit, <laughs> you know, what his intentions are. Maybe that's bad, but uh, it is real. Yeah, as of now, like the numbers don't lie. Taylor Swift brings a lot more eyeballs to the sport which and, is and to him like, and I, to him like him specifically yeah yeah his he, jersey mean, sales his opportunities <laughs> all of that you know yeah i i think it's crazy i think my biggest thing early on were the people who said oh well taylor doesn't have taylor doesn't need anything from this relationship she doesn't gain anything from and i'm like pr never stops the, the inner workings never stop. The second you stop focusing on more PR and new audiences, like you're already behind. And Taylor Swift does such a good job with that. So like she gains, you know, new potential football connections. Travis Kelsey gains a whole different audience. I mean, his podcast with his brother is number one on yep. iTunes, yep. number one on Spotify. Like it crushes their live viewers last week coming out of the, her first appearance at the uh, Chiefs Bears game. Like they had, I think within like maybe like a hundred thousand people waiting for it to start before it even began. And then from the NFL standpoint, you get new viewers and, and you're trying to focus on like female viewership and growth in that area. So it works for everyone. It's a win, win, win. And I just, I'm very curious to see how long it goes now. Like how many games right. does Taylor Swift go to? Because as long as she's going, it will be the biggest spectacle in the sport week in and week out. Well, they're all adults. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? I mean, exactly. whatever. You know what I'm saying? They're consenting adults. They can, they can, they can be in the relationship for whatever personal gain they they want to be in it for. Who who are we to judge them Not for I. that? And, yeah, you know, they're young, they're hot, they're rich. <laughs> Sometimes those are the things that just lead people together. Did you watch his uh, his show back in the day? No, Captain Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, you didn't watch it. No, I've never been. I've never been a reality TV girly outside of like The Bachelor, which I have been Damn. dragged back into because The Golden Bachelor is too good <laughs> not to watch. <laughs> that man put his hearing aids in before they started. Is it, is it really? Is it actually good television? Is it really good? 
I actually thought it was remarkably endearing. And I, I don't know if it's just because it's new. I get the right. new format of a show that I've long abandoned. I haven't watched The Bachelor in uh, four or five years. And it was just very sweet. And these women were so nice. And um, they're genuinely looking for love. And it's just kind of sweet to see, like, grandmas and grandpas going out there trying to take another stab at it. I, I recommend it to everyone. Yeah, like, honestly, it's because I think the, the show was getting a bad rap because people were just clearly using it, you know? So now yes, you... Yes, like, who's in it for the, who's exactly. in it for the right reason? Exactly. Now, I, will say, I will say, coming out of week one, my, like, the front runner, the person who got the first impression rose, she has a music career, and I thought to myself, mm, she's like 65, and I it. thought to myself, is she in it for the right reasons? <laughs> she's not in it for the right reasons. I don't know, man. Even even the old know. people not in it for the right reasons, man. There you go. It's just it's just, you just never know. Love has no chance, man. Love has absolutely no chance in this cruel and evil world. Jessica, you are the best. Thanks for the time as always. Bye. Yep, she is Jessica Benson. Uh, joins us every single Tuesday here. On the show, are you, are you up on the Golden Bachelor? Are you up on that? I saw the trailers for it. I haven't. Is this, has the program started? It has started. I think. I mean, I don't watch it, but I saw the previews. It was an old person. It was an old man with the old women. It made me uncomfortable. Stacy and I were watching the the trailers. I think it's been popping up on football too. Yeah, oh, right? of course, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, there is something really oogie about. I mean, it's already a little strange because you know he's hooking up with a bunch of dudes, let alone an old guy hooking up with a bunch of of, of girls. Yeah. Young, older women. Yes. It's just all – I'm not saying that old people shouldn't hook up. It's just um, – Well, it's, it's odd for it to be a show, right? It's, it, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, you know, it just it just really is. I, 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 I see the appeal, though, because I think people were probably sick of seeing, like, the young, hot people – Never, it never lasts, right? Like yes. it's like, why do I keep watching when this like this is all fake? It's you know what they should have done to keep it real? If the guy's got a lot of money, have a bunch of young women because that's how the world works. Yeah. You know, you have the old That'll geezer last. who's who's uh, you know his wife passed or she yes. left or whatever right. divorced. Generally, he, you know, and I realize we're trying to keep it age to age, but it's not really a no, real representation. The thing that's most trustworthy is if you just get like a bunch of uh, young chicks who will wait him out. <laughs> right. You know, that will last. That, Hoping to die. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. I mean, that's that is a that is a situation that will last. You know, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're out for money and for just uh, whatever. Yeah. So mm. I don't know. Look, I haven't watched I haven't watched The Bachelor since uh, no. uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother was on it. Uh, Jordan Rodgers, yeah, that, I, yeah, I remember like, him I don't being know, on it. Like 50, yeah. Yeah, six, seven years ago. Uh, obviously, I've I've since moved on with my life, but uh, good for you. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I mean, for that show, to, I mean, that show's been going every single year. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they've had spinoffs, and I yeah. mean, it's a it's a very underrated, successful franchise in the world of cinema and television. The whole um, connection through dating shows is a little strange because, and some of them, I think they force them to get married, like that Love Is Blind one. Don't yes. they have to end it with getting married? Like that's uh, the well, I, I, I don't think they can. I don't think they can force you. I mean, I think. But that's, I mean, you like sort of agree that, that we're going to have cameras at a wedding at oh, the end of I this mean, thing. Yeah, like that is definitely part of the uh, part of the agreement. But I don't. Most I don't, of these don't last. I don't think it's like a, you know mail order bride situation <laughs> where like you have to get no, married or right. you know because uh, yeah, that's. I wouldn't agree to that. What if I don't, yeah. you know, because you don't even get to see the person. Yeah. Right? I mean, again, I think that's how the show works. Like, you didn't, even, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since the first season. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway, oh, wow. appreciate uh, Jessica Benson for joining us as always. Come back with the rundown. Then Raheem Palmer is going to join us at 1225. Don't go anywhere. Jason and John, 93 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.